Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Deuteronomy. Hello and good morning, faithful listeners, and thank you for tuning in to the last episode of season five of the Bible Explained podcast. So don't forget, on Monday, I will be taking one day off from the podcast just to switch over to season six. But Tuesday, I'll be back. We'll start season six nice and strong, even though uh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I do New Testament episodes and the season change always goes with the Old Testament. But we'll be starting season six on Tuesday. But anyway, guys, I really want to apologize because of Tuesday's episode. I didn't realize that it got cut short to four minutes. You guys are probably listening to it and you're like, what in the world happened? <laughs> it's fixed now. It's the entire episode. And I had no clue that it did that. What happened was when I uploaded the episode, my computer crashed like midway through. And so... I went back in and I was like, oh, crap, that's so annoying. So I went back in and it had told me that the file was completely uploaded. And so I was like, oh, the file's already uploaded. It looks like it uploaded before the computer crashed. So great. So (laughs) what I didn't realize was that it had only uploaded four minutes of it because I've never had that happen to me before. But anyway, (laughs) so I'm really sorry about that, you guys. Um, The full episode is up. If you didn't get a chance to listen to it completely and you only caught the first four minutes, the entire thing is up now. You can go back and listen to that. So I'm very sorry about that, you guys. So anyway, yeah, today is the last day of season five. So we're going to read the last chapter of Deuteronomy, which is Deuteronomy 34. And it's a very short chapter. It's only 12 verses long. So I'm going to read the entire thing today. And as I always do, I'm going to be reading uh, the W.E.B. version of the Bible. But today is a very special day to all of you guys who have been listening into the podcast completely so far, because this is the fifth book of the Old Testament that you will have read completely through. So congratulate yourself because it's honestly a huge milestone to have gone through the first five books of the Old Testament because they are very difficult books. And even uh, even pastors sometimes don't want to tackle some of the books that we've been reading through like Leviticus. <laughs> but you guys are troopers and you've made it all the way through. And honestly, I liked the book of Leviticus. It was quite fun. And uh, same with this book of Deuteronomy, which is basically a retelling of Leviticus. So that's super awesome that you guys have made it this far and have listened to the first five books of the Old Testament. So celebrate by grabbing yourself a cup of coffee this morning or also a cup of tea. And let's go ahead and finish up Deuteronomy today by reading Deuteronomy 34, the entire thing, verses 1 through 12. I'll be reading out the W.E.B. Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nabo, to the top of Pisgah that is opposite of Jericho. Yahweh showed him all the land of Gilead to Dan, and all of Naphtali, and the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, and all the land of Judah to the western sea, and to the south, and the plain of the valley of Jericho, and the city of palm trees to Zoar. Yahweh said to him, This is the land which I swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, saying, I will give it to your offspring. I have caused you to see it with your eyes, but you shall not go over there. So Moses, the servant of Yahweh, died there in the land of Moab, according to Yahweh's word. He buried him in the valley in the land of Moab, opposite Beth Peor. But no man knows where his tomb is to this day. Moses was 120 years old when he died, 
His eye was not dim, nor his strength gone. The children of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab for 30 days until the days of weeping in the morning for Moses was ended. Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him. The children of Israel listened to him and did as Yahweh commanded Moses. Since then, there has not arisen a prophet in Israel like Moses, whom Yahweh knew face to face in all the signs and the wonders which Yahweh sent him to do in the land of Egypt, to Pharaoh and to all of his servants and to all his land and in the mighty hand and in all the awesome deeds which Moses did in the sight of all of Israel. Okay, so when I was reading this, the very first thing I thought was, who wrote this? Because (laughs) how could Moses have written this if he was dead or dying? And I'm really happy to know that this is actually a common question that a lot of people have when reading Deuteronomy 34. So most people believe that Joshua actually wrote Deuteronomy 34. And to me, that makes the most sense because it says that the spirit of God was placed onto Joshua right here in Deuteronomy 34. So the the torch was passed from Moses to Joshua. And so I would guess that Joshua, because he had God's spirit and because, of course, God inspires people and speaks to people, that the spirit told Joshua about Moses' death. And that is how um, Joshua ended up writing Deuteronomy 34 and understanding what had happened because Moses goes up the mountain, you can see here, and he does not come back down. And Moses knew that he was going up the mountain and was not coming back down. So this was probably a very sad thing for the Israelites. Perhaps they knew that Moses was going up the mountain to die. That's very possible. They knew that they would never see Moses again. He was not coming back down the mountain. And so, um, Yeah, so it says that Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nabo to the top of Pisgah. I still don't know if I'm saying that correct. Pisgah, Pisgah, (laughs) that is opposite of Jericho. Yahweh showed him all the land of Gilead to Dan and all of Naphtali. So Moses got to see the entire promised land. It wasn't just like somebody looking over the mountain and like, you know, seeing the horizon. It's like a supernatural kind of I don't know if God gave him visions or like carried him around, but Moses got to see it all. It says he got to see everything, all the land of Judah to the Western Sea. He got to see all the South. He got to see the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, the the plains of the Valley of Jericho, the palm tree. He saw everything and God gave Moses that ability. Moses desperately wanted to see the promised land. He desperately wanted to go into the promised land. But as you guys remember, Moses had sinned and was not allowed to go into the promised land. And God reminds him of that. He says, I'm showing this to you out of a great mercy to you because I know you want to see it, but you are not allowed to go over there is what he says. I have caused you to see it with your eyes, but you shall not go over there. So Moses dies. It says, Moses, the servant of Yahweh died there in the land of Moab, according to Yahweh's word. So everything God said that would happen ends up happening. And Moses dies there in the land of Moab. He was the last person of the previous generation that died. He was the last person left and he died. And now it was Joshua's turn to take it over. I do like it that in verse five, I noticed this, that it says, Moses, the servant of Yahweh died there. Moses certainly was the servant of Yahweh. 
he absolutely loved God. He wanted to see God's glory. He was a sinner like everybody else, but he really tried to follow God to the best of his ability. He tried to be a servant of God to the, to the last of his breath. And he was. That's how God tells the author of Deuteronomy 34 to write Moses down as he was the servant of Yahweh. And he died there according to Yahweh's word. So God buries Moses in the valley in the land of Moab opposite of Beth Peor. But no man knows where his tomb is to this day. So I do wonder if like Joshua and a team of men like went up to look for Moses, possibly, or try to find this tomb. But they were never able to find it because God took Moses's body away. We actually know from Jude, the last book, the second to last book of the New Testament, that Satan has an argument with Michael, the angel, about Moses's body. <laughs> and we don't know why. We have no clue why Satan was arguing about Moses's body with Michael the Archangel, but that is recorded in scripture that there is an argument that broke out between basically the demons and the angels over Moses's body, but we don't know why. And there's only a handful of men in scripture where it says that God like kind of took them away. Enoch was one of them. Elijah was one of them and Moses also. But of course it does say that Moses died, but Enoch and, and Elijah never says that they died. They were almost like raptured away. But regardless, all three of those men were the ones that God like took special care of them when they entered into heaven. Those three specific men. I don't know why. Perhaps God had a special plan for those three men specifically for their uh, bodies. We don't know. But all of this is kind of a mystery and we're never really going to know the answer about why God specifically buried Moses, why he didn't want anybody to find the body. We don't know. It's a mystery that only God knows. So it says that Moses was 120 years old when he died. And this is something I didn't realize until just now. I was saying earlier that, you know, Moses was probably feeling very old, <laughs> but I was wrong. It says he was not feeling old at all. It says his eyes were not growing dim and his strength was not gone. So like Moses was the fittest 120 year old man you will ever meet. Like God sustained him till the very end. He wasn't going blind. He wasn't going deaf. He wasn't struggling in any way. He was fit and healthy, it says, until he died at 120 years old. And I mean, I find that really cool. It kind of just shows how much God sustained the Israelites in the wilderness. Not only did he sustain like the clothing and the shoes they were wearing and give them food and everything else, he sustained Moses's strength. So that Moses was able to live to a ripe old age of 120 and still lead the people of Israel like as much as he needed to. God sustained Israel in so many ways with their leadership, with their food, with their clothing, with like everything. And now God is continually sustaining Israel, not through Moses anymore but now through Joshua. It says, Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him. So that's, there you go. 
Joshua was full of the spirit of wisdom. I've been noticing recently in scripture how many times the Holy Spirit is given a different name than like the Holy Spirit. Right here, it says the Holy Spirit is called the spirit of wisdom. And in the New Testament, we are talking about how Jesus calls the Holy Spirit the spirit of truth. So the Holy Spirit is a counselor. He gives wisdom. He gives truth. He gives knowledge. And so anybody that has the spirit living inside of them is going to have that access to God. Paul says something like the same spirit that is living inside of you is the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. That is what is living inside of you. If you are a Christian and if you invite the Holy Spirit in, it's that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is living inside of you. So that just goes to show how powerful the Holy Spirit really is. And this Holy Spirit was now on Joshua. We can actually see in the Old Testament that the Holy Spirit, it wasn't the same as it is nowadays where anybody who accepts Christ and believes in God can receive the Holy Spirit. Back in these days, it was more like leaders, like leaders and people who needed to do like special things. They were given access to the Holy Spirit, but not everybody else was. It was very different back in these days. So now Joshua has the Holy Spirit inside of him. He has the spirit of wisdom and the children of Israel listened to Joshua and did as Yahweh commanded Moses. So Joshua, we're going to find out, was a very good leader for the most part. He was a fantastic leader. He led Israel to a lot of victories. And Joshua did do pretty much everything that Moses commanded him to do. He was a fantastic leader. And so God was sustaining Israel, not through Moses anymore, but through Joshua, who had the spirit of wisdom or the spirit of truth on him. So it says in verse 10, Whoever wrote Deuteronomy 34 gives this really beautiful um, like ending to Moses's life. He says, since then, there has not arisen a prophet in Israel like Moses, whom Yahweh knew face to face in all the signs and the wonders which Yahweh sent him to do in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh and all of his servants and to all of his land and in all the mighty hand and in all the awesome deeds, which Moses did in the sight of all of Israel. So it's kind of a beautiful way to end Moses's life was by saying there was nobody else quite like Moses. Now, of course, we know that Jesus was like Moses, actually. It is stated that there was going to be another prophet that came similar to Moses. But at the time that Deuteronomy 34 was written, there was no other prophet like Moses. And there wasn't going to be one for many, many years until, of course, Jesus came and was like the prophet Moses, in a sense, where he spoke everything that God wanted to speak through him. And it's actually scriptural. There are verses that say that Jesus was, in fact, like Moses in many capacities. Now, of course, Jesus was God. Moses was not. (laughs) Moses was just a spokesperson for God. But Jesus did everything that Moses also did. It says here, uh, Moses knew God face to face. So did Jesus, obviously. Moses performed signs and wonders in all the land. I mean, Jesus did that astronomically. 
Jesus did awesome deeds. He had a mighty hand. However, there is one significant difference between Moses and Jesus, not just the fact that Jesus is God and Moses wasn't, but Moses was the start of the old covenant for the people, the covenant that was going to save the people that lived in Moses's day. But Jesus was the start of the new covenant, the covenant that saves you and I nowadays. And the new covenant is so much more glorious than the old covenant ever was because Jesus's sacrifice was what would save humanity forever. And Moses, as cool as he was, the old covenant cannot compare to what Jesus did for us with the new covenant. Well, guys, happy end of season five. <laughs> Congratulations. You've gotten through the Torah completely. Super duper cool. And I'm really excited to go into Joshua on Wednesday. Like I said, Monday, I'm taking a day off, but Tuesday, I'll be back with the New Testament. So join in then. And then, of course, Wednesday, we will start Joshua. So super exciting. Anyway, guys, I really hope you have a wonderful rest of your weekend and I will let you guys go. Happy listening and God bless. <laughs>